Up World. Surpass first point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Also, now available on YouTube if you're listening to this. Go subscribe on YouTube. We're growing the show. We're almost two, we're closing in on two full weeks of YouTube, pushing towards 400 subscribers. Our goal is to get to 1,000 by Halloween. So if you haven't subscribed, and you are here, you are within the sound of my voice, go ahead and do it. Help us reach our goal. It's my goal, but if you help out, it's our goal too. Today's episode is also our edition of a mailbag edition of the episode, a special delivery mailbag. I typically, we do these every week. We answer listener submitted questions all episode long. I typically record them on Mondays and post them on Tuesdays, but we had a preseason game. Things got changed around a little bit. So it's a special delivery mailbag coming to you on a Tuesday evening and in your feed Wednesday morning. We, like I said, we do this each week and there's two ways to get involved if you want to do it. Uh, you can tweet at me at Mike G Rich on Twitter. Just send me a tweet whenever you're thinking of it. Tag it as mailbag. That always helps. Uh, that way I know it's a question for the show and not just um, a query you have in the world. Um, Or typically, most weeks, I will send out a tweet soliciting questions. I didn't do that this week, and I apologize. Uh, So the bulk of our questions came from from the the email address. Uh, I'll be back next week. I'll send out a tweet. You can respond to that one, uh, and I will get you either in that show that evening or uh, or in a future show. So uh, so don't sweat it, and apologies for uh, for a bit of lax in my Twitter feed today. If you're not a Twitter user or someone who doesn't tweet, you can send me an email, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com is the address. That's lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. Like I said, we do this each week. It's a ton of fun. Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays mailbag from your ears. So let's get into it. Our first question comes from Peter of Northeast Portland who asks, who from the new recruits is going to have the biggest positive impact on games on the games in the dameless minutes. Uh, for those of you who are new listeners, dameless minutes was a stat I tracked for most of last season when uh, the Blazers, when CJ and Nurk were out, was the minutes that the Blazers played without Damian Lillard, dameless minutes. Um, and it was really crucial. They just, if they got, <laughs> if they got their ass whooped in the in the minutes that Dame sat, they lost. Um, and w- typically when the bench played well, when Dame was out of the game, they, they, they had they won or they gave themselves a really good chance to win. It was a really good barometer for sort of where they were at. Uh, it's still a big deal when everyone's healthy. It's maybe not as big of a deal. Um, but I think the biggest impact, uh, I- I'm willing to wager it'll be Larry Nance Jr. Uh, just because he does so many things. Like he just does so many things well. Um, he's a good screener. He's a good passer. Uh, he's he's a good defensive player. He can do a lot of things without scoring and be be a positive impact. I kind of think he'll be, he'll be really... Um, really useful. I'm a big believer in Cody Zeller as um just solid, right? Like not a star, not going to be a star and doesn't fancy himself a star, but just gets it done. Solid, it just a, a, a truly truly solid player. So, uh Larry Nance Jr is my pick of the of the new signees, um but um I'm a Zeller believer and uh I think of the other new guys, like the other new guys aren't necessarily totally going to play Tony Snell and Ben McLemore. Um, and Greg Brown's not going to play at all. So, um, it's between those two and I'll lean Nance Jr. Cause he's better. He's better at basketball. Uh, that's a safe bet. Next question comes from Ari who asks, why hasn't Terry Stotts taking a coaching job elsewhere? He had a successful run in Portland. It's hard to believe he hasn't received offers. So from what I understand, Terry Stotts was, uh, strongly considered for the Indiana Pacers job. And, um, 
basically the Pacers didn't have, they, you know, they kind of started put out feelers and said, let's go through this process. And, uh, and Stotts was strongly considered for that sort of early in that process. And then, uh, Rick Carlisle became available and they scrapped their process and didn't, um, didn't really interview anyone and just straight up hired Rick Carlisle. Like as soon as it was clear that he was going to be fired by the Mavericks. Um, so that's the big reason why um, the other the other like sort of the trend around the league where they where they weren't hiring Rick Carlisle was hiring uh, first time African-American coaches um, like the league needs more more black representation in, in the big chair. Um, and you saw it with, you know, Jamal Mosley. Uh, you saw it in uh, Orlando with Wes Unsell Jr. In, in Washington. You saw it here with John C. Billups in Portland. Like this was um, this was kind of the cycle for that was that the league was correcting itself. Was, um hiring more coaches that are representative of what the playing of what the players look like um what the league just looks like as a whole so um like it wasn't retread season even if it even if there's no sort of like um maybe we should maybe you know uh black guys should get a should get the the same shake or it could get a shake that's like equivalent to how many black people are in the league uh like there it just it wasn't retread season it was it was first timer season in the sort of in the hirings and so i don't think stats was there but he was strongly considered um and i think he had a great deal of interest from what i understand in the in the indiana pacers job next question comes from glk who asks this is a simple question would trading cj for an above average to average wing who is a plus defender and over six foot six be better than Dame CJ Norm? Here's a simple answer. Yes. Yes. Here's a more challenging answer. Who is that person? Who is that person? Who is out there that makes $30 million, is six foot six, an above average starting caliber wing who you could trade for CJ McCollum? Send me a name. I know the name you're thinking of. It's Ben Simmons. Send me a second name. Give me one, one other, give me a non-Ben Simmons name. Just, just not, not. If it was easy, maybe, maybe they would have done it. Uh, the Blazers backed themselves into this corner, but uh, it's the corner that they're in. Next question comes from Blue. That's B L U. If you see the E, drop it. <laughs> it's like they're dropping E from the beats eavesdropping. The whole world listening, they all eavesdropping. Uh, that's one of my favorite rap songs for you. That's just that's free. That's free on today's show. Uh, shout out to to Blue. Uh, Blue asks. I've always gotten most excited about Nurk's game when he is used as a facilitator from the key, throwing epic bounce passes to a cutting CJ and Dame. What are the odds that with Billups' new format of sharing the rock, that Nurk will average more than five assists? Five is a big number, Blue. Uh, I think five's too high of a number. Um, I, 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 I think, you know, he's averaged three and some change, and I th- let's, let's say he averages in the low fours, but five is a bunch. Uh, I'll, I'll go the under on, I'll go the under on five, but it's, it's close. Like it's, um, I think, I just think five's too many. I'll go, I'll go the under on five, but it's, it's fairly good. Like what are the odds? Decent. You get decent odds on that. Next question comes from Greg who asks the standard operating procedure for the Blazers has been to start Damon CJ at the one and the two around the five minute mark of the first quarter. They pull CJ and start him in the second quarter and sit Dame for a spell at the start of the quarter. What do you think of this? Sometimes CJ can really get cooking in the first quarter instead of pulling him as the standard operating procedure. If he's been more productive than Dame, leave him in and milk that productivity and pull Dame instead. Then start Dame in the second quarter instead. In other words, view them as interchangeable in the first quarter and leave the most productive of the two in the game for the entire period. Then start the other one in the second. So, Greg, I think this is 
creative and smart and um, and a good good idea in theory, but in practice, NBA players hate would hate this. It would be such a hard sell. Um, guys just want to what they want consistency in their roles. They want consistency in what they're going to expect night to night. They don't want to maybe get yanked because um, because of a situation like this. Like if CJ's hot. Uh, maybe you leave him in a minute or two, but you don't yank Dame instead. You like, um, I, I don't, it's just, Dame wants to play himself into the game. So he wants to play that first nine minutes or maybe even the whole first quarter. We'll see how how Chauncey Phillips ends up doing it. But like he wants to, he wants to be, he wants to know what he's going to, he, they want to know what the role is going to be night to night. Obviously sometimes that changes, but for stars, for guys like them who are going to play their consistent minutes, like they don't, they don't want to get yanked around. They want to know going in, I sub out at the nine minute mark. I come back. I, I come back at the, uh, you know, start the second quarter, or I, you know, I or I come out of the six minute mark and I, I play the second quarter, but I only play the first four minutes and then I take another rest. Like they, it, everyone wants, they want that. So I, I think I really like your idea in theory. Is like view them as interchangeable. View them as, um, you know, view them as who they are, which is relatively similar players. Like Dame is a lot better than CJ McCollum, but like relatively similar players, and then. Re- react from there uh based on the flow of the game but nba guys would hate it it just, it just doesn't work it doesn't work in this this level of basketball um it's it, it might work at lower levels but it's just not going to work here uh it's it's not it's not how it's done um but maybe that's like uh maybe you've you've seen like a market inefficiency and um um truly uh truly treating stars as interchangeable is like is the is the next step in uh in in like great coaching efficiency all right let's come back in the second segment and talk answer more of your questions in this glorious mailbag but first let me tell you about sweat block sweat block Currently, as we sit here today, is the number one selling product in the antiperspirant category on Amazon.com. And I specifically want to tell you about Sweatblock Wipes. They are stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. Here's how they work. Simply apply them at night before bed. If you're a big perspirer, you know where you need to apply these. Put them on your body, go to bed, and don't worry about it. Wake up the next day, take a shower, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. That's right. Sweatblock is so confident in their product, they give you the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Seems simple. So give yourself, if you are a heavy perspirer or someone in your life is a heavy perspirer, someone you love, try Sweatblock wipes. It allows you to live your life with confidence. It allows you to combat a problem in a simple, uh, a simple solution. Sweatblock wipes are so, are so effective that you, can, you only have to use them once or twice a week and they're going to keep you dry all week long. That's an easy, a simple solution. So if, you're, if this sounds like a solution you need, go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off. This product is also available, like I mentioned, on Amazon. And also, if you want to shop old analog style, it's available at CVS. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. Look, in 2018, the fantasy experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. All the games were being won and lost based on which team's players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense, required very little strategy. So here's what they did. They went they went into after it to fix it. They decided we got to fix this. And in 2020, they released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on the Sleeper app. Here's what you do. You pick a single game per week for each play, for each starter to count towards the team's total score, ensuring that an even number of games are played between opponents. 
How simple is that? The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that same busy work are over. In game picks, you pick one game per week based on matchups, whether it's home and away, the opponent's defensive rating, the pace of play that you expect in that game, and all that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Sleeper has cracked the code on fantasy basketball. So download the Sleeper app and start your league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right. Shout out to Dre Slaps who makes the music for uh, for this very podcast. You can find a link to all of Dre's work, his merch, and his his uh, his music and his new album, Energy in the episode description for this very episode. It's right down there if you're watching on YouTube. Go ahead and click on it. Uh, support Portland's own Dre Slaps. Thanks, Dre. All right, let's 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 keep it rolling with more of your questions on this glorious mailbag Monday. Our next question comes from James in Beaverton who asks, Damian Lord is officially a gold medalist. However, he was definitely not in top form in Tokyo. But one issue that Dame has had is that FIBA referees didn't fall for all the flopping that stars have become accustomed to in the NBA. With the new NBA rules that will remove a lot of the fake fouls that players have been used to receiving, how much of an impact do you think this will make on Dame's game? Uh, <laughs> a little clarity here. I feel James, I feel like you came hard. You came down hard on Dame there. Um, fake fouls. No, uh, the NBA has uh, kind of tried to legislate out the... Um, if a shoot, if a jump shooter is taking a three pointer and they and they get a guy in the air and they go up in an unnatural motion, they've tried to get they've tried to legislate that out of the league. Uh, Dame was really good at it. Trey Young was incredible at it. Um, uh, Luka Doncic was really good at it. Trey Young's really good at it. It's not basketball though. Um, in fact, in the Blazers' first preseason game, Steph Curry on the first like the first possession of the game, the second possession of the game, he got. Um, I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was Robert Covington in the air. And uh, he switched it to his left hand and shot it left-handed and tried to draw the foul, like kind of leaping into the leaping into the defender who had left his feet. And the referees just said, nope, nope, and let it go. It was an ugly brick and the Blazers went the other way. That's closer to basketball. That's better for the game. Um, Dame did that a bunch. It do, does that a bunch. And he would hunt it a little bit and he's good at hunting it. And it's a skill to hunt it. And quite frankly, hunting fouls is a skill that stars need to have. Um, it would if CJ McCollum would be would benefit from being better at hunting fouls like it's the best players get more calls more whistles Dame is among them and so him hunting fouls is good uh, I do think this will impact him a little bit um, he might change up his game such that we don't see it very much but he would go to this fairly often um, you know you'd see it once or twice a night every single night you know so that's like 150 100, 180 times a year uh, like where he pump fakes, gets a guy up and kind of like leans into them a little bit or 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 does something just like it is that isn't basketball. Uh, I think it'll impact him. I mean, maybe he'll maybe he'll totally drop it from his game, but um, you know, he would get he would get some cheap points that way, or free points, I think is maybe a better way to say that. He would get some points that way. And uh he it will it'll be an impact. In fact, I will uh, next time I'm I I'm talk to him. It's going to be the next preseason game. Um, I will I will specifically ask him about about that, and I will uh, I'll report back, James. Our next question comes from Adam, who asks. It seems the Wolves are very interested in Ben Simmons, and in some ways it makes more sense for them to take a big swing than it does for Portland, 
who could implode if Simmons doesn't work out. If there was a trade with Minnesota, Portland, and Philadelphia centered around Ben Simmons, CJ McCollum, and Carl Anthony Towns, but Simmons was to go to the Wolves, is there a package you think that would improve the Blazers to the point of contenders? It would likely have to be Nurk and CJ from Portland, with Nurk going to Minnesota and CJ to the Sixers. Is there someone else from either team that could be included in the package that gets Portland that that makes us contenders? And I, I added some of this out. Adam specifically mentions Carl Anthony Towns. Um I don't think the Wolves are going to trade Carl Anthony Towns. And I think like even a combination that where you get like Matisse Thibel, Danny Green and, and Carl Anthony Towns, uh, that is like that I feel like is the level that you would need to get for the Blazers. But that's like a that's like a massive ask that you're not going to get from from Philly at this point. Like they're going to just they'd rather just trade Simmons and no parts uh, than Simmons and their depth. Uh, but I think you would need those two defensive wings to really push Portland into, into that category. Um in, in general, I think um, that Minnesota is going to try to trade for Simmons without giving up Towns. There's I don't think there's a scenario where the Wolves trade Towns unless he asks out right now. He's just too good. He's like he's 26 and still really good. Um, and I like it just seems unlikely. It just seems unlikely um, that, that the Blazers could like sneak in there and then CJ could be the guy. But um I think like the in in the, the assuming that it would happen, the hypothetical is something like Towns, Tybal, and and Danny Green. Uh maybe like Towns uh Towns Maxi and 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 uh and Danny Green. But even that and that's like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's too big of an ask. Next question comes from Dustin, who asks When Chauncey Billups played with the Nuggets in two thousand nine, he was Carmel Anthony's teammate. After Chauncey ultimately retired, he criticized, he publicly criticized on numerous occasions Melo's defense and overall priorities, as noting that he valued scoring 30 points per game over winning basketball games. My question, do you think he'll publicly, he being Chauncey Billups, he'll publicly do this with Dame and do you think they'll end up clashing? I notice Chauncey Billups keeps flirting with the word accountability. He certainly is not going to do it publicly. He's not an idiot. <laughs> like he's a, and he knows how to, the, like the value of Chauncey Billups is that he's been a NBA player before and he knows, he, he kind of understands the game, right? Like you don't, you can do that when you're a player and a media member, but when you're a coach, you do, you cannot pu publicly criticize stars on your team. Do you know what you do when you publicly criticize stars on your team? You let them go play for a new team. Um, ask Doc Rivers how it went. Ask your boy Joel Embiid how that went. Um, where's Ben Simmons at? I mean, he might report to camp because he'll lose some money, but no, Chauncey Billups absolutely will not publicly do that to Dame. Now, will he, him and Dame clash maybe behind the scenes if he holds Dame accountable? Because that's a big thing. Dame, Chauncey Billups talks about putting an address on it. And sometimes you're watching film and you say, yo, zero, Damon Lord, you, sir, Damian Lamont Ali Lord Sr., your defense was terrible here. That's not winning basketball. And that could cause clashes. But the idea that, Dame, that Chauncey would do this publicly and through the media is, um, that is not, that is not something that will happen. Next question comes from Jacob G. on Hawthorne, who asks, During the preseason broadcast, they aired an interview when, between Brooke Olsendam and Norman Powell. Norm stressed that a huge part of his decision to re-sign with Portland is that Neil promised him a bigger role. Norm waxed poetic about how Neil convinced him his full, quote, full skill set would be, quote, actually be used with Chauncey Billups. What expanded role could we possibly give him? It seems like we've promised more touches to everyone. For example, the use of Nurkic and Anthony Simons. Add in Nazir Little in that one too. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, that's the, that's, that is one of the challenges of this, right? 
um, is that Norm got paid $90 million. Certainly didn't get nine, paid $90 million to do less. Um, he might be paid $90 million to get the the same, a similar role. But I, I think he felt like, um, you know, a lot of wa- standing and watching Damon CJ. So he wants to be in on the action. Already in the preseason, you saw where um, where they used Norm early with Damon CJ on the court, where he got early touches. They ran what I call two away, which is like Norm starts in the corner and they send two screens for him. And he comes up towards the, uh, towards the arc and he can either go to the arc to shoot a three or curl into the paint. Or on one, he caught it and the, because the defender kind of cut him off and then he ran a, a pick and roll on the on that uh, far side of the floor like running actions for norm to kind of have options to do the different things that he does drive to the rim shoot threes uh run a little bit of stuff like um that's what it looks like you know it's it might be like i think the trick here is like it's one or two shots um so you know if it you in all things being you know if, as long as game's not a blowout or you're not like just like dame save us moments it's like um you know, get Norm some touches early, get him four or five touches, you know, early in that first quarter and let him get his rhythm and let him get going. And then if he's hot, like then let's, let's run more stuff through him, I think is the decision you make there. But the problem is like, can you do that with Nurk? Can you also do that with Ant? Can you also do that with Nas? The idea is that the offense has more options and is more egalitarian and everyone can eat. And so Damon CJ don't have to do as much. In theory, I don't think Damon CJ, um, that's, you know, they want to go get theirs and they're really good at scoring and they're going to go get theirs and score. I don't think there's going to be like a massive reduction in their shots. So um, it's going to be minor. It's going to be subtle. But I think you've, Jacob G on Hawthorne, I think you have pinpointed one of the real challenges of this team is that everyone can't have more because there's only so much to go around. So I, I think we saw kind of actions to you know have have simons be um uh, be more of a of a initiator be the primary ball handler on a bunch of when he's on the court with damon cj off the ball when even when they share time with ant have nurk or have nurk get touches like as a as a facilitator at the elbows at the top of the key have him dive and get some handful of post touches here and there like at you know he's get his shots and get and get norm some action too it's not always going to be perfect but i think if the ball moves a little bit more or if there's just a little more variety in what they run even if there's like not as much passing but like hey we're gonna run something for norm as opposed to like hey we'll run through our stuff kind of half-heartedly and then dame will run a pick and roll at the, at the top and if you're open you might get the ball um i think the difference will be that uh there's just a little more variety and a little more passing and the passing is maybe uh i, I see it as a little still up in the air perhaps next question comes from liam from nep that's our second uh our second uh, question asker repping Northeast Portland. Shout out to Liam from the NEP. Shout out to my old apartment on uh, 13th and Schuyler. I also was a former NEP denizen. Uh, Liam asks, is there any scenario where we can just waive CJ Ellaby's contract to clear space for more big man depth? Are we contractually obligated to keep him for the season? I mean, yes and no. Uh, his, his contract's guaranteed. Um, so if you waive him, you have to pay him his money. And if you have to pay him his money, that counts against the luxury tax. It would go, you go deeper into the tax. If you pay, if you sign someone to fill his, um, fill that role, big man depth, uh, you are also paying them. You're even deeper into the tax. It's the Blazers are owned by a billionaire estate. They can pay whatever the hell they want. I am not going to encourage them to save money under any circumstances, but they're not going to do that. 
uh, they're going to save money. They're like, that's not, not even save money. They're just not going to, they're not going to pay someone to not play. That's, that's not how this goes. Uh, it's not how it's going to go. It's just straight up. It's not how it's going to go. Um, CJ Ellaby's on the team. He is a guy who doesn't quite look like an NBA player yet. Um, he's a second round pick. Those dudes aren't NBA players. Would it be nice if the Blazers had a little more powerful depth on the backside of the roster? Hell yeah. Do they have that? Hell no. Um, they, it is what it is. CJ Ellaby doesn't look like he's going to be much of a contributor, but if the Blazers are healthy, they're not going to ask him to be much of a contributor. All right. Third segment. Let's come back, close out the show with more of your questions on this glorious, glorious, glorious Mailbag Monday. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. It's football season and BetOnline is your number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. they got a new updated website with a new interface, even more odds and props and contests. It's it's just your number one source for all things football. So if you want to get in on the action, head on over to that website. It's BetOnline.ag. You can use your mobile device. You can use your computer, whatever it is. And if when you're signing up, making that first deposit, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. So if you're a new customer, put in that promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you if you want to bet, put 100 bucks in there, you're going to get matched with 50 bucks. So $100 is $150 worth of money on betonline.ag. And you don't have to just bet on football. You also got basketball, boxing, favorite casino games, whatever it is. Take advantage of this offer. Go to betonline.ag right now. That's BetOnline. Where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's close out the show here on this glorious, glorious Mailbag Monday. Our next question comes from Vance, who asks, I enjoy the player breakdowns. Say the stars align and each player hits their ceiling within reason. Zeller becomes more than we could ask for as a reliable backup. Simons becomes a decent facilitator. Dame wins MVP, etc., etc. Not asking too much here, obviously. (laughs) Not at all, Vance. Talk about this hypothetically gifted team in our ceiling. Is this a championship or a conference finals? Um, I I think this is worth digging into a little bit because um, in preseason, everything, like the best case scenario feels real. I know they played one preseason game and like some some people played bad. So it's like, Nazir Little's bad now. He just had a bad game. It's fine. Uh, It's like Marquise Chris sucks. Like, eh, that's fine. He's the 14th guy in the roster, even if he makes the team. Um... But it's also like Anthony Simons can is a point guard. He can play. I'm telling you, Dennis Smith Jr. deserves to make the roster. He can help. I'm telling you, Dame is an incredible. Still, look how good Nurk looks. Like there's, there's, there's. This is the optimistic season. So let's let's just lean into the optimism for a moment. Um, the best case scenario, I think, for like this team as a whole is that they are a like really competitive Western Conference Finals team. And I think like the absolute ceiling, if we're assuming like perfect health and everything breaks right, is that they make the that make the finals. I have trouble picking them against the Milwaukee Bucks or the the Brooklyn Nets, like those two teams that are most likely to come out of the East, just because those are terrible matchups for the Blazers. Like who guards Kevin Durant? I mean, no one in the league, but like specifically on this team. Larry Nance? <laughs> Can Larry Nance play 40 minutes guarding Kevin Garnett? Or Kevin uh, Kevin Durant? Um, probably could guard Kevin Garnett. He's pretty old. Um, or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, how do the Blazers handle Giannis? How do they handle, you know, it's like, it's just a bad matchup. Like, it's just, those are bad matchups. So I have trouble saying that they could win the championship just because I can't... Um, 
I can't see them. The East teams, the East favorites are just b- b- brutal matchups for this specific Blazer team. Uh, just the length and the defense and, and, and all that. It's just, it's, it's bad news. Um, but like making the conference finals, I think is, is totally within reason for best case scenario. And even winning the conference finals, like I don't, I wouldn't pick them against a healthy Lakers team. Uh, I'd have trouble picking them against um, healthy Suns or if Jamal Murray comes back, even the healthy Nuggets. Uh, the, the Jazz, I would, I would, I could see it happening. I'm, I'm maybe a hater. <laughs> Apologies to David Locke. Um, if whatever happens with Kawhi Leonard, I don't, I kind of don't think he'll play this year. But a, a fully healthy Clippers team would would not be a team I'd pick the Blazers to beat. But like, you know, that's. I think there's only like, th- for sure, three teams in in the West that I'd say almost no way there's some other teams that i would be wouldn't be surprised if they're better than the blazers um but like uh yeah i i think there's a best case scenario where dame is an mvp and cj mccollum is you know the guy who played the first 13 games of last season and averages you know 27 5 and 5 and it's just a monster and nurk is rejuvenated under chauncey billups and he's awesome and um and ant takes a huge step forward and azir little proves to be like you know an nba player who can guard big wings is he the guy who guards kevin durant is that where i landed he that's it actually sorry uh <laughs> nas guards kevin durant for 40 minutes um like i think all of those things are if everything goes right if everyone hits their best case scenarios um that's that's where it is and and for those of you who haven't been listening to the player breakdowns i've been doing player player previews for everyone on the roster we're gonna we're gonna have to squeeze them in but we're gonna get them in um as the as, ahead of um opening night or maybe maybe or the first week of the season depending on uh timing with stuff but you know i've been doing you know player it's best case and worst case scenarios kind of the polls where people fit so if everyone goes to the that far end of the poll where where it's best case scenario then i think yeah i think it's something like um i I think a conference final is totally within the realm and winning the conference finals while it's dicey i think if you're talking truly best case scenario like damian lord is one of the you know three best players in the nba then yeah yeah that's that's them making the finals i think is like totally um is is about what i see their like true ceiling as um now, <laughs> if you're asking me what I think happens, that's a little bit different, but, um, it's, you know, it, that's what I think happens is different than best case scenario. So, uh, yeah, that's Vance. That's kind of what I think it is. And I, I, I want to do, I want to say this now, like before we get into like, Hey Mike, make your predictions for the season or like all this stuff, or just kind of like the, um, the reality of watching dudes play games. And you're like, Oh, I thought he was going to be this and he's something else. You know, someone is better than you think someone is worse than you think that's just kind of how it works. So I wanted, I'm glad you asked this now, Vance, because like preseason is the time for optimism. And I think like, if you're as, if you're as rosy as can be on this team uh i think like making the nba finals is as high as i'm willing to go um and making the making the western conference finals seems like a realistic ceiling where you could say like oh yeah they were as good as you could possibly expect they lost to the lakers in game six of the western conference finals like that's to me that seems about right next question comes from molly who asks i am genuinely confused about the root sports deal NBC Northwest, NBC Sports Northwest, had tons of content to read, a beautiful website, and pre and post shows all around the Blazers. Root Sports looks like a website out of 1982. 
Um, that's kind of before my internet time. <laughs> I think their website looks more like 2002, but all right, Molly, your mileage may vary on that. Uh, Molly continues. Will there be content around the Blazers eventually? Any pre and post shows? Or is this what we will have for the duration of the partnership? Duration of the partnership, hard to say. But for this year, yes, I believe I believe it could change, but I don't think Root is going to invest in doing pre and post game shows. They're not going to write anything on the internet. What Root is saying is is this. The average consumer and the most valuable thing that you get out of the average consumer is 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 them watching the the basketball team they love. They watch the game, that's where the value is, and all of the other stuff is ancillary and maybe can work if you do it right but is no guarantee. And they're betting the like the bet from root is that um there's no value in in investing in bloggers there's no value in in producing and and having people down here to do a pre and post game show or even having people in seattle where they're based do a pre and post game show like the bet is that it's not worth it and it's kind of a bummer to be to be honest it's kind of a bummer for um for for the viewers you know the blazers are still gonna have pre and post game shows run by blazer broadcasting uh there's still pre and post radio shows if that's the thing you're into i'll have a podcast every night if that's the thing you're into um i hope it is if if you're listening this far molly uh subscribe on youtube you can see my face it's kind of like tv um but it's they just the root is making the bet that the thing that the most of the you spend a, millions and millions and millions of dollars to to get the rights to broadcast the games, and spending any other money is is not worth it. Um, you know, I worked for NBC Sports Northwest for a couple years. I have friends who worked for them for for a long time, um, who you know have lost their jobs and are now either doing something else or are um, in between doing things because they recently lost their jobs working at NBC. Like. Um, it's a bummer. It stinks. And, um, I think it's better for the fan if there's more ancillary content around the team, if there's more fun stuff, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be what it was. Like it doesn't have to be, um, talking ball or blazers outsiders or whatever that, whatever that is. But like another show would be, I think would, you know, what, what fans want to know. And what I hope to do here is tell the stories of the guys, the dudes who play for the team and the people who make up the team, um, learn more about them. They want to get closer to them and learn more about them. And, um, and that, that's where the actual value is. So like, um, I don't, I don't know anyone at Root Sports, so I'm, I, I don't want to like poo poo on them too hard, but like they're making a bet that the, the financially, the best thing to do is just, is just have the, um, have the broadcast rights and call it good. Um, they're not, there's not going to be any programming this year. It could change in the future. I don't think that's, um, uh, I don't think that's un- that's like not unlikely. I think that's likely that eventually they they have a little more programming around the Blazers, but it's very unlikely to happen this year. So, with that said, like that's why you're here, <laughs> and that's why I'm putting out this free podcast that is available every day of the week on YouTube and wherever you you listen to podcasts like audio and 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 visual medium is like because there's an appetite for this, and I want to help that. I want to help you have that. Like, I, that's what I want to be for you. If you want to get closer to the team, send me questions. You have my email address, LockedOnBlazers at, at uh, LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. I was about to screw up the email address there. Like, let's let's make this the place where we learn more about the team. If if it's not going to be done on linear television, it's not going to be done or on 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 with, via your cable package, let's make that, let's make this place, LockedOnBlazers, what that is. I 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to travel with the team this year. Um, it's not my full-time job, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to be at damn near every home game. It probably not everyone just because of life, but like 30 of the 41 home games, I'm going to be there. I'll be able to ask questions. I, I want to try to get you close. So how about this? You, you reach out to me. You tell me what you like, what you want, what, what things you want to know. You continue to ask questions here in mailbag and I'll try to continue to deliver that. Um, because for right now, it's just, it's not coming in a TV place. There's plenty of good people writing about, uh, writing about the team. Um, you know, maybe not plenty. There's the people, a lot of people lost their jobs, but there's, there's places to read about it. There's places, there's, you know, plenty of other Blazer podcasts out there. Um, but like, that's what I want this space to be. Um, um, you know, I, I want, get your fix. And help me do that by reaching out to me and telling you what you want. That's why I love mailbag. If you want to get involved in a future mailbag and you to, to like help us on this quest, send me an email, lockdownblazerspot.gmail.com or tweet at me, I, Mike, my, at Mike G. Rich. Screwed up the email address, screwed up my Twitter account. Um, <laughs> don't record late at night, y'all. Um, but we do this every week. We answer listeners some of the questions in a mailbag show every single week. So if you have questions, uh, let's let's work together to have you learn more about the team, appreciate the team, and all of that. I will do my best to bring it to you every single day in this space. And if you if you are um, curious, you know where to find me and and get your sort of questions and your curiosities answered. I would love to help. I would also love if you subscribe to the show on YouTube. Uh, I pushed it at the beginning of the show. I'm going to push it again here. Uh, It's free every single day on YouTube. All you got to do is subscribe. Help me grow the show. A thousand by Halloween. We're at 350 or something right now. I don't know what we're at. In the 350 range. A thousand by Halloween. So if you're listening and you haven't subscribed, do that now. Also, the show's available wherever you already get podcasts. So tell your friends about it. Tell them they can find it in their favorite podcast app. Just search Locked on Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Got great shows the rest of the week. Casey Holdall is going to join the program. And we're also going to uh, continue our player preview series. So make sure you uh, check that out. We're going to be talking a little bit about Amperny Simons. How fun. All right. Appreciate listening. Talk to you soon.